Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches of gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by uh, John Coyle and Cindy Laguerre from Apocalypse Training and Fitness Incorporated in Alder Grove, British Columbia. Did I get that right? Absolutely. Close enough? All right. Yeah. Good. I couldn't read my own writing for a second. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on today. Looking forward to this. Uh, I know you guys are up in Canada, so we're going to talk about COVID here, I'm sure. But um, John, if you want to start, why did you why did you guys start Apocalypse Training and Fitness Incorporated? What kind of led you down this path of entrepreneurship within the fitness space? I will do the Coles Notes version of uh, as best as I can. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Cindy, before I met her, she's, she owned her own gym. So she had her own gym for 14 years. Um, one day I was in the area near her gym and I saw this character who looked like Fabio. I don't know if I'm dating myself, but the guy who was on those romance novels with real long hair and jean shorts walk into this building. And I thought it was a hair salon or something. And, and I was really intrigued by this dude and he came out carrying protein and all this kind of thing. And I was like, what is that place there? Because it was a pie-shaped building. I had no idea what it was. And I walked in there, and it was a, a, a gym. I was like, this is great. I've lived out here for two years now, and I didn't even know there was a gym this close to me. So I went in there, and I met Cindy. And we just kind of had a, I don't know, I guess a love at first sight kind of thing. We just kind of clicked right away. Uh, Cindy's in bodybuilding. She, that's what she was training for at that time, was doing a competition or a show invited me to come and watch. I've never even gone to one of those shows before. I said, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to do that. And her show was the following week. And I didn't show up because I got into a horrific car accident and um, I lost my best friend that night. And I was told my back was broken in two places and I'll never be able to play hockey again. I need to learn to walk again. So throughout the journey, um, I reached out to Cindy's gym to get my rehabilitation process started. And Cindy ended up training me and it didn't work as well as we wanted to because we kind of had a relationship and (laughs) fell in love with one another. And um, that turned into me helping out with that gym. There was a a bankruptcy thing that happened. So she lost that gym. And out of that, Apocalypse was born. And and we went from there for 12 years. So Apocalypse was started in February 1st, 2011. And um, for the last, since that time, that's what Cindy and I have been doing together. I love it. So I'll, I'll let her. I'll let her touch on a little bit more. I just, I tried to speed up, speed it up there yeah, that time, that, but I might have met, missed some things out that you'd like to share. So yeah, Cindy, yeah, that was that was a great story. Appreciate that, John. And Cindy, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, it was like a crazy, wild, amazing, worst thing that could happen. Best yeah. thing stuff came out of it, and. Part of the apocalypse stuff was because I was so stuck in my bodybuilding ways. And John's not telling you to, he used to play professional hockey. So out of his rehab, out of the way he trained, we really, he really convinced me to go more functional fitness versus bodybuilding. And so, yeah, so that's how apocalypse was kind of born out of that. And yeah. um, I love it. And I love uh, yeah, that. I, I pushed John like, you know, training for warriors, you got to be this training for warriors instructor, you got to become a CrossFit instructor, you got to do all this stuff. And right. 
and yeah, and it just got that perpetuated the whole thing. <laughs> I, love I love the Fabio uh, call out too, which is pretty. pretty <laughs> I remember him, man. He's still kind of around a little bit, but uh, <laughs> guys, Apocalypse has been open twelve years, which is awesome. So congrats on that. What is the um, culture you created in the gym? What's kind of the culture, the vibe, the atmosphere, the energy of the gym? Uh, well, right now, especially with what's transpired in our, you know, whether no matter where you are in Canada or America or anywhere in the world, we're all experiencing the same, I don't know what you want to call it, ideologies or things being pushed or whatever. But the, the main thing is everybody wants gyms closed. All governments around the world want gyms closed. So we didn't stray from that. We uh, kept, kept it kept in line with our business model. Our business model is a private gym anyway. So you need a fob key to enter, enter our, our facility. So for 11 and a half years, we were at a quaint little neighborhood of 75 members. We just left it at that. And I'm not sure what you know of Canada, but um, we get joked around of our prime minister being a bit of a dictator. So it's kind of tyrannical here. And in the last six months, based on our stance and position on how we feel for freedom and rights and what we can, can have in the world. Our business has gone now from 75 members to close to 200 because people were getting kicked out of gyms because they had to, I don't know what we're allowed to talk about, but you know, with mask wearing and having vaccine passports and things like that, we, we don't do that. So yes, 90% of our membership is unvaccinated people because they were no longer allowed to go anywhere. So we, opened our arms up, opened our house up, so to speak, for these people. And uh, that's why, that's wh where the community has gone now. And because of that, there's a big common thread. Like we, we've always preached what we believe. And it's not just, you don't come to our gym for to be physically fit. You're there to be physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit, and emotionally fit. And especially with what's transpired now, yeah, a lot of people don't have jobs. Um, so we're together. The closest thing they have is a gym and a grocery store. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what, what happens in your gyms, but we've got, you know, people's relationships have changed. People get divorced because of things. We've got 19 and 21 year old kids in our gym because mom and dad kicked them out because the parents are vaccinated and they're not and just that type of thing. So we've created a, a whole new community because of that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm proud to say I could be one of your members, which is good. So I could, uh, <laughs> awesome. there. but it, yeah, so that's a real thing up there where you guys are They're checking vaccine passports at, at gym doors and scanning and because uh, I, where I am, I haven't seen it. It's not here uh, where I am personally, but uh, so that is a thing they're happening there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. People train, like gyms are requiring people to train in masks, do cardio in masks, and yeah. it's just, it's absolutely asinine and ridiculous to, yeah. you know, you're expelling toxins. Why do you want to breathe that back? Like, it's just, there's, there's no science. It's so crazy. <laughs> it is. We could talk about this forever, yeah. And yeah. We, we had that mask mandate here for a while, uh, distancing and all this sort of stuff, and, you know, it's just like, yeah, I never went to a gym with that. I would, I would never, you know, I would. Yeah, they they made it to the point of rules here where um, only a certain amount of people were allowed in the door. You had to do the six foot distancing. Um, you had to book a one hour appointment to even come and use the gym. We, did, we didn't do any of that stuff. You could come and go as you please, as many times as you want, stay as long as you want. That's awesome. So that's it, cool. just, just how we've operated. And we've, we've been like that the whole time, other than yeah. we just have more people now. 
at so first, when we were, Austin, at first when we were like saying we were a private club, yeah. we, we weren't sure how we were going to do. And then, you know, as time went on, we, this, the culture got created. But when COVID hit and like it's, it's been the most amazing thing to be a private gym and be like, this is the way it's, this is, it's been to our advantage. It was kind of the best thing that ever happened to us. Yeah, for sure. I was going to ask about, is there like, I was going to ask about like the business set up that way as a private membership association or whatever. Um, Does that give you some legal ways around certain things or is that something different in Canada? Um, Well, I think there's a bit of loophole stuff. Like we have like no trespassing signs on our door and you can't just enter into the building. Um, We're not a public facility so we don't have public rules we're a a membership only you can only get in by a fob it's camera it's all of that stuff so there's i I think there's some legality stuff that we that's to our advantage that we're not a public space we're not open to the public right for sure i think so too yeah for sure do you want to add something john and yeah and i think just like you know um all you got to do is a little bit of research and we can do a little bit of research and we understand what the true laws are here and everything else. So as much as we have no trespass and everything else, we do have signs on our charter of rights and specific things that we have put up there. So I'm assuming if any bylaws or police or anyone of that nature comes by and they start reading our door, they're like, these people know their thing. Uh, We can't fool them. So they go on somewhere else. Right. But um, yes, we still have to deal with, you know, people in the neighborhood know we're open. So you got people telling on you on Facebook or phoning in on you. Um, A business right next door to us is a cheerleading facility, a dance facility. And even still right now, even though in Canada or here in British Columbia, they did lift the mask mandate that you have the option, but 70% of people are still wearing them and the business beside us still enforces it and they wear it and the children are wearing it and everything else. So no doubt they're telling on us too, or our parents are driving up to our gym and especially in the summertime, right? The way our, way our facility is, we have big giant bay doors. So we roll all those doors up in the summer. Of course, we've got gates across. You still can't get in. And you know, here's a facility beside us with their doors wide open and the moms and dads are driving up wearing masks with their kids in masks, letting their kids out to go into the facility with masks with us all beside them and everything and, and not, not behaving that way. So it's just, I'm just, it's, I, I just, yeah, it's just illogical. I'm just trying to figure it out. It's, I think, just I trying think, to figure it out. I think the problem is we're, we're thinking logically, and I think that that was said bye-bye a long time ago. You know, yeah, like, you're right. You're think, totally right. I don't think it's coming back either. For some people, it's not ever coming back. No, and, and we, we don't, we don't try to impose anything. We, we like, if you came to our gym, you'd see everything that we educate you on. And of course, like, let's be real folks. If anything is being censored now in the world, most likely that's what we should be following and listening to. 100%. But we, we give people information on masks and not wearing masks and, and being in the health and fitness industry, you know, Cindy and I have, I guess, kind of would be a bit of a stain because we, we don't like to call it muscle and fitness. It's really muscle and fiction people. Let's be real. It's a billion, billion dollar industry and everyone is very unhealthy and obese and things like that. So the message isn't being clear. We're the ones that are outside the box. So um, that's what, what changes it. So let's, let's look at masks. We, we, we exhaust waste from our bodies in three ways. We pee, we poop and we breathe. So we don't want to wear masks. That's, that's, a, that's a plain thing, especially when you're trying to train, it's going to get worse for you. So yeah, we, we want people to be healthy. So that's why we're not going to say those things. Right. Yeah. No, I agree too. I agree totally. And uh, yeah, we could, 
go down this. We could talk about this forever, but yeah, let's we'll try to move on here. Absolutely, Absolutely. I love talking this. I ran for office in my hometown. Uh, uh, awesome. This is part of my platform. It's like you know, uh, you know, the masking, the vaccine passports. It was a thing here, not like Canada to that level, but uh, yeah, we definitely had a good amount here. Where it, it, at one point in time, it was borderline like this could get a little crazy here, and yeah, you know, so uh, yeah, man, but I totally get where you guys are coming from. I appreciate what you did. I think that's I think that's awesome. So like. Thank you. Normally, I just want to ask people about how they get members in the door, but um, so you've been, you've been able to kind of take this negative and make it a positive. How did you advertise that you were open? Like, was it word of mouth? We don't. Yeah. We didn't advertise anything other than it was our 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 base our base membership of seventy five people, yeah, and that became referral and even people that knew us or you know, yeah, like Cindy said, I play hockey, so the hockey community is a big community, and people that know of me that are buddies that I play hockey with they'll still come train but I don't play hockey anymore because of the rules of things I've yeah I I don't play it I, I haven't played I've been on skates in three years because of of the stuff that's gone on so um so that that's another story but that's we've just basically been referrals and then as more people come they're like oh my god I wish I found this place so much longer ago are you going to take on new members and we just had to think about what we're going to do here and and that's how it went and then one of, one of the things that we do have, Austin, is we have some trainers that rent space from us. Okay. So they're part of the community as well. And those trainers have brought in members as well. They came from other gyms that they were training at that and they yep. that weren't as friendly as we are. <laughs> and so when they came, they brought their clientele. And then it's really been word, like it's all been word of mouth. It's all okay. been word of mouth. The, yeah, we, did, of we did get... Um, so there was a, there's a Facebook page that when things yeah. got really ridiculous, probably around September, October of 21, um, we were, we were part of a, a page called BC British Columbia vaccine, uh, against the passport thing. And, and through that conversation, people knew that we were a gym and we got people from there. Okay. Actually a funny story, uh, a gym member, I did sign up a couple weeks back he heard about us because of tinder he was on a tinder date talking with a girl and they were talking about gyms that's and this girl was like i've heard of this gym in aldergrove that's that's open and it's not following this stuff and i'm looking to go and that's how this guy came on a tinder conversation so we made it by word of mouth to tinder that's amazing that's the first time everybody anybody said that to me that's incredible tinder like i was like awesome i was gonna ask you about like you brought up kind of the facebook group john and like um did you, have you guys ever used Facebook or any social platform to advertise or is even in your whole 10, 12 years uh, in business or is it? Yeah. Before yes, we have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. And that's more, more Cindy's thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like technology, technologically challenged. I've definitely embraced it the last couple of years. Um, but I'm, I'm like, I'm anti platform and media, but uh, I understand in business now we have to, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this with you right now. So yeah. that's something as much as Cindy says that she urges for me to do learning, learning this part of part of it is, is definitely something I've learned a lot in the last couple of years, but that's more her, her thing. She's, but we have done lots of Facebook, even in the very beginning, we used to, you know, put the letters on your windshield wiper and put it in the mailbox and things like that. Right. So the guerrilla marketing for sure. One, one of the experiences that we had with Facebook though, is like, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this story, hiring some Facebook experts, people, coaches, and, you know, we did a lot of, and John especially did a lot of work with 
with the company doing sales and a bit, you know, the marketing stuff. And we went down some really crazy rabbit holes and we spent a ton of money, a ton of money on this stuff. And the return was not, it wasn't great for the amount of hours that were being put into it. So, and it was like, you know, it worked, but it just didn't work for what we were doing. I mean, we got a lot of people, but they were not our people. Lucky lose. Yeah, they were not our people. Was it, it didn't help financially, but it definitely like it taught me a lot about business. Yeah. It taught me about sales. Like for sure, you might not get this from our conversation, but I'm prior to meeting Cindy, I was not. I'm not a people person. I like I don't like human beings. That's kind of how I live my life. And here I am in, in this type of a uh, environment. And obviously, that's part of another thing that I changed. I changed to be better with people. I'm like I'm I'm a total people person now. Like as much as we talk about personal training yes we put personal back and personal training cindy and i are the only two people at the gym outside of the um the a couple of trainers that we have but i know everybody in the gym i know your name your last name who you're married to what you eat your dog's names we do for work and everything like that i want to get to know you i we clean toilets and do everything there right so you don't know who owns the restaurant that's they're not not very personal uh, we want we're we're the business owners that you know you get to know us you know everything about us you can call me you can text me whenever you need to uh, which is probably crazy i'm sure other owners understand that it's not good that's something new for me that i'm changing we need boundaries i'm definitely putting boundaries up but that's just something i i did to put myself out there in light of what's gone on in the last couple of years. So yeah, you guys have a unique position like to anybody I've really talked to. So it's like, I talked to one gentleman in Toronto, they were only closed for a short time. So it's still totally different than what you guys have gone through. So like community is a big thing, guys. What, um, well, before we even talk about it yet, before we go into the community piece, what, what services do you offer? Is it group training and personal training at Apocalypse? Yeah, it's uh, group training, but it's functional. We used, we, we, when we first opened, we actually had like 8,000 square feet and we had two units together, but it was separate entrances. And so we had a boot camp side, which was very generic for everybody. And then we had a cross training, functional fitness, kind of a blend of training for warriors, you know, and all the workouts have Metallica names. John came up with the workouts. And as time went on, we just realized that we had created two different communities and it just wasn't what we wanted. So we literally shut down 4,000 feet of our gym and just had one, one, one side. And then I didn't want to teach boot camps anymore. And we just went to the functional fitness. So John's the only class instructor right now, although we just hired someone to do boxing class, which is amazing. Um, so it's, it's functional fitness classes like CrossFit, but we're not a CrossFit box. We don't subscribe to that. Anybody and everybody can come to the classes uh, because John's an amazing instructor for every level of instruction. I'll touch a little bit on that. Um, uh, yeah. If people would say, what, what are your classes like? I'm really witty. They're apocalypse classes. (laughs) So what goes on in there? Um, we'll do kettlebells, weightlifting, Olympic lifting, gymnastics, CrossFit. It depends right. because I don't believe like as much as Cindy said, don't subscribe to CrossFit. Well, we do. I, I'm, we're, I'm, it's a CrossFit gym. We do CrossFit wads and things like that too. The only thing as far as subscribe, I'm not part of the CrossFit community. We're not known as a CrossFit box. Right. I don't post wad of the day. I'm against that. If you 
can I swear? Because I'm holding myself back. All right. I don't put I don't put a fucking wad of the day up because if you see burpees in the morning, you most likely aren't gonna show up and people don't do things that they don't like to do. So again, saying that this I'm teaching people to train for the apocalypse. I don't know if I walk out my door right now if I'm gonna get hit by a bus. So when you come to my class, you don't know the workout. Even people that have been there for over a decade, I will not tell you the workout until five minutes before the class starts. Nice. That's how I operate. Then we'll go through the movements and whatever, but that's part of the aspect of the training. And and it gets you prepared. If you're like, oh my God, this is what the workout is. That, right. You know, it, it, it changes how you train. Just the same thing when we train for competitions or Tough mutters or CrossFit events. Yeah. I make it absolutely asinine and difficult as possible before we even get there. So when we get to the event, we get to absolutely soak it up and enjoy it. And when we've trained that hard, every time we show up in an event, we, we do fairly well. And and we hit podiums and whatnot. And everyone's like, wow, you guys all do the same movements and this and this the same. And it's just because of the way we've trained in the community. And lots of gyms have communities like that. I know in CrossFit and lots of other gyms, there is that community, but that's just our approach to it. Right. Yeah, I love it. We do classes. We have an infrared sauna. We have cardio. We've got boxing going on on Friday nights. Uh, for about 13 years, we used to train for something called FemSport, which is an all-strength women's event. And John led all that and yeah we we kicked ass at all of those things um and then we got more into like crossfit competitions yeah. tough mutters that kind of stuff so yeah what else do we well other services like cindy has a pile of tricks in her toolbox so she does a lot of energy work um she's one of 400 people in the world that's a facilitator for site k which is psychological kinesiology so that's working with your subconscious mind she does emotion code things with that um because of her designation she's a holistic nutritionist so she gets supplements that uh, naturopathic doctors get and we don't push anything in such a way so when we say holistic when we work with people we look to the whole body we want your guts healthy your mind healthy so that your body can be healthy um, cindy does dna testing so she can absolutely fine-tune your training program and we do that for vip clients we do food so cindy's the cook we would cook food for clients they come and pick up food on a sunday then they drop off the dirty dishes on wednesday and then they pick up the rest of the food on wednesday so we would provide you breakfast lunch and dinner and two snacks from monday to friday then you're on your own on the weekends yeah we got we got a lot of stuff <laughs> that's awesome i love it i love it i'm just saying it i'm like holy shit we do a lot of stuff i'm Mom, like whoa <laughs> got every, you have a nice full holistic wellness center there uh, if you will how do you guys go about setting up your, uh, do you do memberships? Do you do packages? How do you go about billing your, your clients? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do. Yeah. So people that are with the club, they have either a basic gym membership to come and do their own workouts. They either have a class membership to join the classes or there's a combined thing. Those people will have a FOB key. So that means they're a member so they can access the facility anytime for that. They want to do their own workouts or for classes. Um, as far as, personal training most of my clients are also members too or even if they're outside people that's just a perk you get for coming to train with us they'll get a key to enter they show up for their training times we we train them that way um and if it's any other anything else it's by appointment only so if you needed to meet me it's appointment only you can't get in the door all of our members know that's a rule if someone's knocking at the door you don't let them in you just don't you, they're kind and courteous when you go outside but hey how are you doing here you need to contact john and you set up an appointment so 
Um, it's like every the, the, the thing I say, every potential member or client goes through a friendly meet and greet screening process to make sure you're a good fit for our community and vice versa. And as much as we have the right to choose and refuse, you have the right to choose and refuse. So I do an interview with everybody, whether you're a member, whether you're a personal training client, whether you're going to work with me or work with the other trainers, you come see me first because um, I'm like Spider-Man. I have Spidey senses. So I want to make sure I have the, the right folks that we vibrate the same. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought it up. Sorry, go ahead. Listen, we, we don't have, sorry to interrupt. We don't have any contracts though. We're no. not into contracts. Like if you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. Yeah. Because that's the worst advertising ever that we've found. We want if you want to be a part of our community, great. We want you here. The yeah. only thing, the only thing that we do is we say from the we need 30 days notice from the first of the month, and then you're free to go. Yeah. We don't we're not we don't want you part yeah. of this community then. Yeah. And we're yeah. cool with it because we believe that there's a you know, everybody. There's a space for everybody, and we might we might not be a good fit, but maybe the gym down the road is. Yeah, we'll always help you if you if we're not the right fit. I'll mention lots of other places to go to, and and um, you know, depends on your mindset. That's part of another thing. What we do, if we don't believe in no, that just means next offer. Um, another thing is if someone wants to leave the gym, that made made room for two more people that are probably going to come in. That's always what ends up happening. For sure, I agree. Yeah. John, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, I was going to ask you guys about like that new client intake or new member intake process when somebody does join. You said you have an interview with them, which I like. I do that with some online coaching clients that I have. Obviously, it's not in person, but it's, you know, a form, yeah. an interview form, uh, interview form, application form. How do you guys go about getting your, your new members uh, from outside the gym as a member into the gym? What does that process look like? It's just people would get onto our Facebook page and maybe make, make a comment on, on the messenger. I've received a notification messenger or okay. my number is on the website and everything. So people directly talk to me just the same as if it's, if you were a gym member and you had a buddy, everyone would go, Hey, I have a buddy that wants to join the gym. Can I give them your number? Everyone's cool with how we operate. Yeah. By all means, give them John's number. They can directly phone me or text me. I'll arrange a, an appointment to, to set up that works on my schedule with I'm not training or teaching people and I and I just it's just a it's like a consultation meet and greet process so at the same time to figure out if you're right for the membership then I also figure out where you would fit in if you're going to do your own workouts if you're going to be just classes only or do both or wow you might need you, you they might it, it depends people just think they're coming to join a gym when they walk into our office it's not a normal office it's like we got fairies and butterflies and unicorns and you know, I, I, Austin I'm an artist too so in the office before like, so I, I have a big Buddha painted and I have dragonflies and yeah. you know there's a massage table and so it's not like you're you're not going into like a gym office people are like what the what I have this that kind of sets the mood thing I have I have one of these on my desk <laughs> I got a lot of those. I got some sculptures too of those in my office. So like, those are too heavy to pick. I have a Buddha too right below me. I can't pick it up. Yeah. Well, yeah just when we do that, it just sets the vibe a little bit, and yep. and and it just makes people feel comfortable so that they can really be authentic and talk about what themselves are. And some people come to just maybe talk about a gym membership, and I'm not kidding. More often than not, I have people crying, and especially in the last six months, it's like because they've lost what they've lost. Like they can't, I'm, I've been at this gym for 15 years and now I'm an outcast or, or, you know, if it's someone that's a 400 pound person and they're like, I want my wedding ring to fit again or, you know, and, and they, we just, we, I guess because of how we are, we're giving them the space that they can just really open up. And when yeah. someone's crying to you like that, it, it, you know, you know, that's a, 
there's a that's already a huge connection and they want to be a part of something so it just it just goes from there that's really what it is we just it just we just have a really good interview my sales is probably i'm i probably close 97 percent, if not more of of sales that walk in our door nice what do you think's the uh key to that is the questions you're asking them or like the uh path you're helping them find or I the think, service you're providing i think the majority of them kind of have an idea that they want to be a part of our community from if it's a referral or looking on the website and then like i said they you know you meet a guy like me at the door and it might you know we're, we're apocalypse we're in an industrial area and it, and it might look as a tough neighborhood people are the hardest part about getting to about the gym is getting to any gym right yeah. so as soon as they walk in the door they've just conquered something really well yeah. and you know i just we like to treat treat people how we like to be treated and just go with just be organic that's just be organic i don't i i have an idea of what questions i am gonna ask but I just go go through it organically with what they are, get a good feel, what they're like, and then say, hey, do you want to go for a walk? And then we walk them through the gym. I give them a tour and explain everything, what it's like. Um, we have dogs. We have four dogs. So we usually have one or two or three or four of our dogs there. So this is dog area. And, and that always helps people too. Like, oh, you got dogs in your gym? Oh, I want to be at this gym's got dogs. And, you know, um, we, we give you my Wi-Fi password. So the idea is like, it's your dojo is as much as my dojo. So if you're coming in there and knowing there, you get the yourself. You can hook up your tunes and crank your tunes as loud as you want. Um, the only rule is, is, even though we're in Aldergrove, which is like, this is horse country, um, the rule is no, sorry for everyone out there, but no fucking country music is allowed to be played in the gym because it's not conducive for training. It's not motivational for everybody else. You are definitely allowed to, to listen to your country music to the gym and from the gym, but we urge not to, right? Right. So um, we keep that in mind. And then and then every time I'm there, if I'm training a client, whatever music you like, that's what we're going to play because it's all about you, buddy. And classes, I, I pick music that's good for the classes. And I'm just really good at just keeping that vibe. I'm 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 a loud guy, an animated guy. And um, even if I'm training someone, I'm barking at other people training if they're doing something wrong or or I just joke around with them about things. So it's just it's just that vibe that, you know, people get to come and just let loose and be themselves and Lots of people dig the fact like, wow, I get to play my own music in here. I get to be my own DJ. I don't know. People, people love that. It's a big thing. Music is always the hardest thing to pick. You know, you can never please. So like, uh, yeah, you made a lot of good points there, John. And that Cindy and Johnny guys brought up earlier, like these competition, these events, obviously keep, keeping our community, you know, together and strong and keep coming back people day after day, month after month, year after year. I think those events play a huge part in that, in that engagement with our members and clients. You guys see the same thing? Is that a big part of your success in, in, in the retention? Yeah, it ha it definitely has been for sure. Yeah. I mean, and some of the things that we've done, like, have you heard of the Tri-City or Tri-Fitness Challenge in Florida? I've not heard of that, but I've... Well we we did that for you know i think it was the 20th anniversary and you know the tough mutter things and just like as a group traveling together and that's you know that was a big part of growing part of our community as well and, and when we go away it's just it's the way we go about it so when we went to florida um it's a gentleman named al rosen who's related to the rock 
in that sense. So that's that's kind of that notoriety there. But when we went there, we rented a, a, a one of the I think it was the third largest mansion in Florida. Derek Jeter used to live there, oh, and it actually worked out cheaper to have that than an Airbnb. So we brought everyone that I trained. There was fifteen of us, and there was ten bedrooms, ten bathrooms. Yeah. One of the bathrooms was made of Swarovski crystals and things like that. But we stayed there. We had hot tubs, pools, and everything else. And then we can go to the event. But the purpose of what I'm getting at is when we bring everyone with us, John and Cindy teaches them, like, you can go away and still have a vacation and be healthy. So here's where we're going to shop. And this is how we cook food. And this is how we do meal prep. And people see that. So same thing when we did Tough Mudders. The Tough Mudders, uh, the one here in Vancouver, was when it was really cold. And it'd be like, you're in the mountains and in the snow. Now, I train intensely, but if you've ever done a Tough Mudder, you can only go as slow as the slowest person in your group. You start and finish together. So for a guy like me to walk for six and seven hours, my muscles seize up and everything like that. And and I, I can get a little ornery as well, too, from that. So um, after, <laughs> after about three of those contest i said we are going somewhere warmer so we yeah. started doing the vegas one there you go and we would go to vegas and again we'd rent a home right outside of where the event would be and we would, could teach people like hey you can actually go to vegas for four days and not have to come home and take a couple days off work because you're so fucked up from being in vegas so right, right we went and ate well and still went to the event and if they wanted to party or have fun they could still drive in and go on the strip and do what they needed to but it, it, you could just see that like you don't have to be part of what everyone does there's ways of, of of enjoying it and being healthy like you know just just because you you eat organic food or healthy i don't eat like a fucking bunny rabbit like i eat pizza i eat burgers it's just what what types of food it's nutrient dense clean food learn how to read labels that type of thing right yeah yeah easier said than done that's for sure yeah. no, and like uh yeah but i love that part about the traveling piece i think there's a lot to that but you know especially in a gym like ours, we're not 2000 members. It's a community of, of, a you know, 200 ish people. So I love that. Um, two things. One, I have a similar tough mutter story. I thought, I, I thought I was going to drown. We did it in New Jersey, which is not British Columbia, but it was December. It was like free. It was like 40 degrees out and the water was like 38. Cool. And, uh, you know, you do a little rope climb to the top of the ledge and jump in the lake. I jump in the lake. I never swam in water that, you know, you think like you can do it. You're tough. Right? I jump in there. Yeah. You come up and you can't breathe at all. Yeah. I'm very familiar with freaked out, you know, trying to touch the ground. And I'm like, let's give it two seconds before you yell for help. Right. Cause I don't want yeah. to, you know, <laughs> I gave it two seconds. I'm gonna give it two more. And then finally I could touch the ground, like, you know, 20 feet up the, uh, the river there. But yeah, man, it's tear freezing. So like to do that in a warm place. Awesome. Like, uh, yeah. I control it. I'll never do that again. But um, <laughs> we finished it and it sprayed us with a fire hose. It was even colder. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so cold. But uh, yeah, with the traveling, have you guys ever, it sounds like pretty much doing this, but like a retreat for the members to a place where you do all this cooking. It's pretty much what that is. But I've, I've seen people have done that. Yeah. Austin, it's so funny that you say that we haven't done, it, it was like a retreat, but yeah, that was, that's kind of an aspiration of ours is to have a retreat for yeah. exactly the reasons that we're saying, like, yeah. it's really amazing what happens when you can take people, you know, out of their normal everyday environments, take them into this, you know, and you've got a kitchen and you're all cooking together and they just go, holy crap, I never knew that we could eat like this and it's awesome and it tastes so great and you know the amount of it's just so cool what happens to them they can actually see in real time what's happening so that that's been an aspiration of john and eyes is to have like 
a retreat. What if we had a retreat where people could come and, and do all that stuff with us? Or even like a wellness center. You did yeah. say wellness center. We would love to be able to, we've had people that have approached us and if we can get the right folks to be investing in it together. Yeah. It'd be great to have a big 10,000, 20,000 square foot facility where you have all these things under one roof where you don't have to drive from this town over here to this town. You got to get a massage over there and then you go to a naturopath over there and then you go work out at your gym over there. And then you go for, you know, prolotherapy here and, and, you know, acupuncture over there. If we can get everything all in the same place, that like the world is busy and crazy enough as it is like, you know, why do we need to go all over the place? We, 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 why do we even need to leave our communities? I think if anything we've learned in the last two years, what a community can do, I don't need to leave British Columbia to, to go get certain items in, in Canada. It should be in my own backyard, same in whatever town, state, or, or, or you know, country or province. Like we, we, we should learn community. That's what this should be bringing us all back to. We are going to thrive, not survive. We're going to thrive if we are communities. I love it. Yeah. Bring that, make it local. Yeah. Bring it closer back to the, uh, back to home. I agree totally. I think we hopefully have learned that over this past couple of years. I mean, probably not, but you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we have. So you mentioned the retreats as wellness center. Uh, what's the next 12 months for apocalypse. What are you guys looking to accomplish from the business side of things? <laughs> we just want to grow. We just want to grow our community and just like have a really thriving thriving brick and mortar but also we really it's something that we haven't focused on we started to but we this probably the next 12 months we're just going to go all in and have an online apocalypse community nice yeah you know apocalypse online and at home like and on the road and that and that's just because of the nature of what's going on people that want to be a part of our community like i had to put a stop in january i couldn't take any more people in like i have a waiting list of 60 plus people that want to be a part of this community because of what's gone on it's like like if we can expand a bigger place maybe but right now we didn't so we've uh, come up with apoc at home so that if you're not at our gym you can do stuff that are that we teach in our facility you can apply it wherever other gym that you're working out or or on the road or contrary to things of people believing um, more of this stuff's coming. You're going to be put into your houses longer and masks are going to come back. Are you kidding yourselves? You don't think it is um, you guys in your country just got to wait for your little election that's coming up in the fall and then you'll see more madness. But in light of that, we're preparing ahead of that. So if someone needs to build a gym at home, then we can teach, you know, I've, that was what's cool out of this. We spawned in this industry, no matter whether it's fitness or anything through COVID, if you want to call that, you got to find a way to pivot. You got to find a way to pivot your business. Like through, through chaos comes clarity. So yeah, teaching on Zoom. I, I have clients that I 6am, I've helped them build a tool gym in their garage and I'm on in my kitchen here or whatever. And I'm training them, you know, and, and it's not like I'm, I'm in my kitchen training them. I've already have a good rapport with them. Like they know the movements and they understand my cues and everything else like, like that. So we want to grow that aspect of it just in light of what's going on. And I want to put, I'm, I'm going to put myself online and have a, a, you know, a niche, whatever we want to call that. And Cindy has her niche and, and we're just going to look at growing that to, to be a little bit more online. Not that we don't want brick and mortar, but, um, I don't need to be working 16 hours on the floor all the time. Right. You know, we, we know where that takes us in, in business and it's been, it's been a good journey for sure. But you know, my, I need to, I need to have a bit more of my piece. I want to kick my own ass more and train myself and be better, better for myself. So I can be better for Cindy and other people too. So 
Um, that's what we're trying to grow it to because, you know, one day I'm going to be too old to teach, teach things, or I can't teach you how to do a 40 inch box jump if I can't do it myself. So who's, who's, who's my next guy to come in or girl to come in to, to teach that. So that's what we're trying to do. We want to get other coaches in, yeah. to, in, in that aspect. So it removes me from being the main trainer coach and everything else too, and, and be able to help online. And, and, you know, we have a passion to help people online and, because you have a bigger impact, you know, in a 10 hour day, I could help way more people online in 10 hours. Not that I really would switch to 10 hour days, but you can just have a little bit more impact and in a larger community. Cause if there's people like, like with what's going on in our country, we got people leaving. We got people looking to live in Texas and Florida. We got people that are going to Mexico and things like that, but they want to still get our services somehow. And this is another way of doing it. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. It's that's definitely a, a way to reach more people. Like you can only, you know, can't work 16 hours a day forever coaching all these classes and training clients. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great progression and like the next step. I I do that myself too. So I think it is definitely the, a big future of this space of fitness. And like you said, who knows what the hell's around the corner here? You know, uh, in terms of the craziness, we'll call it. But um, yeah, guys, I love this. Uh, I think that's an awesome place to wrap it up. We could talk here for hours about this stuff, but I appreciate exactly. you so much for coming on. Where can the listeners check you out on your uh, website, Facebook, social media? Where can we find you guys? Uh, Apocalypsetraining.com. Sorry, .ca. Yes, it's Canada.ca. Yeah. Yeah, and CindyLaguerre.com okay. is my, my, my site as well. Awesome. Awesome. And if, and if you're looking on Instagram, I'm JC Fitness. Yeah. Or JC underscore fitness right here, 16. And Cindy is just Cindy Laguerre. Beautiful. Awesome, guys. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. Wish you guys the best of luck. And hopefully Canada, you know, gets smarter here sooner than later. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We're all in this together, Austin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much, Thank guys. You. Appreciate it. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Fernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Devin from Yellowknife Racket Club out of Yellowknife NWT. What's going on, Devin? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. <laughs> so before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Yellowknife, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Yeah. Uh, so our club is, um, we got four uh, squash courts. We've got a fitness studio. We've got a yoga studio. We've got a couple of weight rooms as well. So uh, we definitely try to have a home away from home uh, feeling, especially when Yellowknife only has a 20,000 
uh, population and we're kind of isolated away. We really want to make it feel like it's a, a place for people to come and work out and train and stuff like that. But we also got like big lounge spaces so they can come, hang out, chill. And fortunate for us, we're also fully licensed so we can have drinks and stuff like that as well. Wow. Awesome. And yeah. so to, to dive a little bit deeper into the business here. So how many members are you guys at currently? Yeah, we're about uh, 800 members right now. Wow. Awesome. And so, you know, for you guys, um, what has been, I guess, some of the biggest things that you realized you had to overcome with bringing on more and more people? What's one of those things that you feel like that you didn't really expect almost? You, you bet. Yeah. So, so I've been, um, I've been working here for eight years now. Um, and in 2018, we just about doubled our capacity. Right. So we just had one weight room before one fitness studio and all that stuff. And then uh, 2018, we took on a big reno. Uh, timing is good. Timing is bad because the next thing we knew, COVID was hitting us. And then that was uh, some challenges as well. But but we did a big reno and it doubled our weight room. It, it, we got another yoga studio. So being able to take on like we were bursting at the seams before. So it had to happen sooner or later. Unfortunately, COVID came right around the corner and that wasn't the best timing, but, but we're still here. We're still ticking along and, and things are looking up right now. That's for sure. Awesome stuff, man. Congratulations to that too. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I like, I like this question here and I think I'll use myself as the avatar. So if I came into yellow racket club and you saw yellow knife racket club and I, and I was like, Hey, Devin, I'm ready to get started. Like, let's go. What would I have to then pay to then become a member? Yeah, so um, we got different options, right? Like we try to accommodate, especially up in Yellowknife, people, summers are so short and winters are so long. So we understand that in the summertime, people definitely, we see a decrease in membership and that's to be expected. So we don't, like we do have options for like 12 years and obviously the, or sorry, for 12 months, one year. The longer you commit, the cheaper it's going to be. You do just a, a one month, it's going to be 140 bucks. You do a three month term, it's going to be $120 a month. Six months is 109, and then a, a full year, it comes up to be like 89.99 a month. Nice, nice. And that gets you access to, to everything, right? Like, like I said, we got 50 classes uh, a week. We've got four squash courts. We got weight rooms. You know what I mean? And like, so all that, it gets you access to everything. Yeah, completely. And so, um, on the topic of clients here, for you guys, what has been the best method of finding new clients? It's a good question. You, you know, like Yellowknife is, I, like I said, it, it's, it's pretty small, right? It, like we only got 20,000. The city's not that big or anything like that. Um, it, that is a hard one to, to, to say because it's like we don't even have cities around us that we can kind of cater to. You know what I mean? Like there's no hamlets or little towns around us. We try to just honestly deliver the best product that we can and our product is our building and it has to be looking 110 percent like every day you know what i mean like it, the littlest things the members are going to notice and that just sets them off right and like you, the smaller the town the more when people talk about whatever it is right it get, it just gets amplified right rumors start in this town like you wouldn't believe so we just want to make sure that whatever we're we're putting out there to our members it is the best that, that we can and we just keep our reputation up there i love it I love it. And so, you know, I think oftentimes um, the real question is, is, is more or less how much can you handle? So if leads and traffic was unlimited, what would that maximum capacity even look yeah, like? That's a good question. Um, 
like I said before, when we did before the reno, we were at capacity in terms of like, we, we only have one fitness studio. So we were having to do, uh, we couldn't run a yoga class and like a fitness class at the same time. Right. And that was definitely hindering us. And, and also when, when you have those two different classes, we, they are very different temperatures. You want it super cold in the fitness class. You want it super hot. And so that was another challenge. So, so we needed to, to break that. And when we did, uh, we could definitely open up more and that's good. Um, you, you know, it's, it's hard to say right now we got new owners, like, like um, myself, a fairly new owner. I've been working here eight years, but just on May 1st, uh, myself, a coworker of mine who's working here for the same amount of time, myself and Karen. Uh, and then we have three other partners who are just members and just really care about the club and want to see it succeed. So they're, they're with us as well now. And, and with this group that we have, um, we got a lot of chance to grow and, and we've got opportunity to, to take on more where that number is. That's hard to say. I, I don't know, but I think that <laughs> in the next year, year and a half, we're going to find that out. I think, cause we're going to be, we got some big plans and big ideas and with this group, we can make it happen. That's for sure. I love that. That's awesome. And congratulations. Uh, yeah. and, and so, you know, I think to, to, to piggyback on, on the topic of leads here, let's take a step back. And so if, if, if you had to say the the process, right, the the, the client journey, right, um, you know, what would you say from top to bottom, from someone being interested to then being on board? Is there a specific process to being onboarded? You know, what does that look like for you guys? What do you mean onboarded? Like like full fledged member and stuff like that? Yeah, like, yeah. Or even if 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 or for if it, if it's different for in regards to like PT and group coaching, is that a little different as well? Yeah, exactly. So like, uh, like I kind of mentioned, we're, we're a one-stop shop, right? We got classes, PT, squash, all that stuff, right? So when someone comes in and signs up for a membership, whatever that membership is, we definitely try to get a feel for, for what they're looking for. And then we can cater them more that way, right? Like if they're looking to do group classes, we give them the group sheet, like the group class sheet. And on our website, there's descriptions and we send them there as well. If they're looking for PTs, we kind of give them all the PT information and, and we can go from that way. If they're looking for squash, you know what I mean? We got all these different outlets that, that we make sure that we cater to and whatever they want, they, they know how to get access to it. They have the right connections to do so. And so that they're, they're comfortable because I mean, 22,000 square foot, it's a pretty intimidating building and knowing where you're going and stuff like that. It's a, it's a bit of a maze at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I believe it. That's, that is big. That is yeah, huge. Yeah. I don't think we'll realize that. Yeah. And so uh, to, I'm going to ask a little bit of a longer question here. So um, if you need to repeat, I think by all means, just let me know. So um, in, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we typically use, and that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three pillars, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Ooh. Um, I think for us and what we're not doing right now is, is retention, right? Like we, we're a small, like I keep saying, we're, we're a small town and being able to have that personalized connection with people yeah, from what I've seen in my experiences makes the biggest difference, right? So yeah. even it's something as small as like, if, uh, someone is stops coming or whatever, or they, or they cancel the membership, it's just giving them a ring and being like, Hey, like, like what, what, uh, what happened? Well, like, where did we miss the mark with you? Right. We're lo- like, especially with the new owners, like that's a big thing that we're looking to do. And it's like, okay, so where, where do we miss the mark? How can we make you feel more comfortable here? What, what did we do wrong? And even if they're not coming back for it, they're moving or whatever, but we have that, that feedback and that information so that next time let, let's put this in, in process. Right. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. That's the mentality there. And I think people don't realize the, the LTV, the lifetime value of a client is probably one of the biggest things, right? Because you could have somebody for one month, two months, but you know, what's your return on that? If, you, if you're having somebody and then you're only keeping them for two, three months, it's obviously something that needs to improve. So I, I'm glad that you recognize that as one of the more significant things. And another thing too, um, Devin, I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency on air because oftentimes, you know, folks want to seem like they have everything together. So <laughs> the fact that you could um, be that honest with me on here, here so I, I think I appreciate that and the viewers appreciate that as well. Um, sure. And so last two questions for you here, Devin, that are my two favorite questions. Um, the first one being, you know, what's the future look like? What's the, what's the, the goal, the end all be all? Like, what do you guys want to accomplish the overarching goal? Exactly. Like, yeah, man. And, and that's, that's a, that's perfect because right now, like I said, with this new ownership group, even though we've bought, it's not even been a month yet and we're, we're able to do things that we have not been able to do before. And, and what that looks like is well, one financially, right? This group, we're looking to pump a little bit of finances into the club, especially after COVID it, it's needed, right? Like we, we, I can't say COVID did not, un, we did not unscathe with no denser marks or anything like that, right? We, we took a little bit of a hit, but with this new ownership group, we got the same mentality. We want to see the club succeed. It's not going to be easy. We got some blood, sweat and tears to put into it, right? But but we're here and we're ready to, to do that. Where I see the club going is it's going to be here, like it's 40 years, 40 years old, right? Like we've been around since 1981. And so I can see it being here with this new group another 40 years, right? We're, we're going to, we got some big changes and I want my kids to grow up here just kind of like I did as well. Right. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. And so last one for you here, Devin, I think this is my favorite one. You know, if, um, if you can go back in time to when you, you first started at the gym, right? First opened up, whatever you want to say, um, or took over ownership. I'm sorry. What's that one piece of piece of advice that you would tell yourself if you can go back in time that you think would have made the biggest difference? Oh, going back in time and tell myself to do a little differently. Hey, what would I say? You know what? I'm, I'm really happy at where I'm at. I knew that when I first started, like I went to school to be a personal trainer, right? In, at, at, uh, in Edmonton there, it was a two-year diploma and I passed. And then I knew I was going to come back up to all night where I was from. And I was going to start working here. I didn't want to be behind a desk all day, but being a PT really limited on what I could do. Right. Like, it's not like I could do, uh, yeah, I'm limiting myself on that. So, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am. I'm 29. I own the bit, like I'm a part owner of the business now. I'm, I'm really happy with that. I feel like I'm young. I still got time to, to do more with that. Um, you know what, maybe the only thing like, and it kind of goes in hand in hand with fitness is just becoming like more nutritional based as well. Right. If I could hand out meal plans and do weight room and do personal training sessions at the same time, I think that just add to my repertoire on what I could bring to the club and, and my value and stuff like that. But honestly, like, uh, like I said, I knew after four years in being here, I was like, okay, well, nowhere to go, but to be an owner, right? Like, it's like, I've been here for four years. I'm PTing. I'm, I was assistant managing at the time. I was doing facility stuff as well. I'm invested. I'm here. I want to be here. Owning was my next step. And it happened in eight years. And honestly, looking back eight years ago, what I think I could do it in eight years would be probably not, you know, so I'm pretty happy where I am. And I, like I said, I'm really optimistic on where the club is going. We got a good group of people and, um, and it's only looking up from here. That's how I see it. 
Talk about a mic drop. <laughs> oh, man. Way to kill that. Good. I'm, I'm really uh, happy. Really excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, Devin, you know, please um, let the folks know. Uh, shout out your Instagram, your website, Facebook, anything you have, man. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, so uh, our website is ykrackclub.com uh, on there. I mean, it, it shows us our classes, our pricing, and everything like that. Our, our uh, Facebook would just be ykrackclub.com, and then same with our Instagram uh, as well. Um, yeah, like I said, all, all on there, and, and we try to keep pretty active on our social media platforms because we know how important they are. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And, and look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I genuinely look forward to seeing what we can accomplish down the road. Yeah. And I think it's great things. <laughs> Thank you for like, we, we appreciate like this opportunity you guys have given us, especially, I mean, I, I imagine whoever your, your market may be, America or, or in Canada, right? Like, yeah, we're, we're happy and, and thank you so much. Yeah, for sure, Devin. Of course. And seriously, we appreciate your time as well. And, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget. If you want to be on our future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and speak about your gym within the fitness industry, click the link in the bio, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive in the trenches with gym owners and talk the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we're joined by Joe McFadden of Battlegrounds Fitness in Front Royal, Virginia. Joe, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Austin? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Good to see you as well. Thank you for coming on today and spending some time with us and uh, learning about your experience as an entrepreneur in the fitness space in the year 2022. It's been a crazy couple of years for us. So let's dive in, Joe. So um, give us the origin story of why you got started down this road of entrepreneurship and why you chose, chose to go the fitness avenue. Yeah, so we, um, we have a pretty unique, I think, uh, unique origin story as a whole. Um, my business par- partner, uh, Rocky Medina, and myself, uh, we've been uh, in the Marine Corps together uh, years ago, kind of after we got out of the, out of the military, we kind of drifted off. Um, but we had... Um, I had one of our best friends, he ended up going active duty from the reserve side and he ended up getting killed in Afghanistan in uh, 2014. And so I kind of let myself go, kind of wasn't doing any fitness at all, just hanging out. Rocky was down in Bolivia running a family uh, business down there. And uh, he had this idea that our, our friend's uh, widow, she was going to run the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, we're, right, we're located right outside DC. And so it was a 
a crazy, crazy idea to buy her these shoes, these Team Stewie Marine Corps color shoes. And so he did that. We, we, we pulled our money together, a bunch of the Marines that knew Dave, and we brought her these shoes. And so I was the closest one living to her. I was designated the guy to bring the shoes and write the note. So I wrote this really nice note. And uh, I showed up there and uh, she said, oh, the thing I really, really want, I'd love to have is for, for you all to run with me. And I was thinking to myself, marathon heck no like i haven't done i haven't run anything in in forever like i hadn't done anything so after a couple of glasses of wine hanging out with her hopped in the car my wife's driving home and i just i was like i'm doing it i'm doing it honey so i called i called chrissy up i said chrissy i'm gonna run the marathon with you, you know, no no idea I hadn't done any long run distinct training i'm 250 pounds i'm uh six foot four i'm not built to run marathons right and so here i am with this, this great idea to, to run a marathon and so i ended up doing it i ran the marathon I found CrossFit. At that time, uh, I needed something else. I, I saw what CrossFit was. I thought, this is great. This is such a cool sport. I, I want to get involved. So I found my local affiliate. I joined, uh, immediately got into it and loved it, fell in love with it. Well, that following summer, Rocky moved back from Bolivia and he hadn't seen me in a long time. And the last time he saw me, he referred to me as like fat joke. And so he sees me, he's like, what happened to you, man? I'm like, you got in shape. And I'm like, CrossFit happened. So I ran a marathon and then I put on muscle with CrossFit. He's like, what is this CrossFit thing? Of course, you know, the first rule of CrossFit, talk about CrossFit, right? Yeah, about CrossFit, yeah. So we're, we're there at, a, I think it was a White Snake concert and uh, hanging out. We got some vet ticks, uh, some free tickets for veterans and hanging out. And he's just like, all I can talk about is CrossFit. CrossFit. So a week later, he goes, hey, I think I'm going to buy, uh, I think I want to move by this building. I'm like, on, on my street? What do you mean? You want to move to Front Royal? That'd be so cool, man. We haven't hung out in a long time, but yeah, I'm, I'm down. And it turns out it's this commercial building that I didn't even know was for sale. Like they didn't have a sign on the front. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I want to, I want to open a CrossFit in your town. And I said, uh, there's already a CrossFit in town. That's the one I go to is the CrossFit I go. Very small town, 15,000 people. It's 45,000 in the surrounding county. So very small area. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a crazy idea. So how do we even buy a commercial building? So I happened to mention to one of my buddies at, at the CrossFit. I was like, I'm thinking about this. You know, you know real estate. And started talking to him. Told him about my whole plan. He's like, I'll help you. I'll get involved. So he became a partner. He's a silent partner. He gets involved. And uh, so long story short, we do our research. I ended up, we're out in uh, San Diego meet, meeting with a friend of ours. He's our accountant now. He's another Marine Corps buddy. And uh, we stopped in at CrossFit Barracks out there. And I asked the owner, I said, hey, man, should I own my building? So I started asking CrossFit owners, should I own the building or should I lease the building? They're like, if you can own it, own the building. It saves so much headache. You don't have to deal with your landlord, all this other stuff. So we're like, okay, we're going to buy this building. <laughs> Crazy idea. We ended up closing uh, the same day that my sixth child was born. So, you know, boom, we close on this building December 17th, uh, 2019 or 2018. We buy this building yeah. and, uh, you know, we have no idea what's awaiting us. So we're like, go through architectural plans, engineering plans. We, we basically were like, we're going to make the Taj Mahal of this, this building. We're going to make it this awesome. We're going to open. It's going to be amazing. Um, well, I found uh, somebody to come over and be my head coach and help run CrossFit and other stuff like that. I always knew I wanted to be a business owner. I didn't want to necessarily do all the jobs in the business. I wanted to bring in uh, somebody to be a head coach, general manager, that kind of concept. So I, she was a coach at the other CrossFit. And so she's helping us along through the process. And the, the owners at that gym, they gave her an ultimatum and said, you can either work for us or you can work for Joe. And that's it. Like you can't work for both. And so she said, well, I think that they have a good future. I think they've got a great plan for this family fitness kind of concept that is in line with CrossFit. She's like, I've got my first baby on the way. I'm going to do it. And so um, she joined us. 
as a result, they decided they're like, we, we can't keep running this business. They had other things going on as well. They had a lease that they didn't like. Yeah. And they said, they gave their members uh, one week post Murph. We're closing next week. Wow. And so that was June 3rd. And so uh, Rocky and I, we had already been doing some construction work in the build, in the space. We're like, how do we make this work? I'd already bought the equipment. It was all sitting uh, in the building. I was like, we we're just moving at a snail's pace to kind of create this uh, beautiful uh, environment. And so uh, we scrubbed the carpets off the ground, scratched the carpets off the ground, ripped all the pegboard. There was all this pegboard. that used to be a furniture store off the walls. Made sure all the drop ceiling was out for the area that we chose. And we, we basically had cement floors. We had plywood up on the walls, no rig yet. And we opened on June 3rd. Uh, we had a week to like basically a week to get that into a position to open. Yeah. Um, so we basically became a construction zone. And guess what? Guess how much our rates were? Membership rates? At that yeah. Point? What's that? At that point in time, let me guess. Uh, Not knowing anything about what we were doing. We didn't know what we were doing, anything. We just opened a gym. Let's do let's it. Say 99 a month. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Wow. Okay. $50. Yeah. So we had no idea what we were doing, but we were like, we're a construction zone. Yeah. We, we're just going to have classes. We had, we had a bunch of, we had a couple coaches. I coached a uh, 6am class. I coached in the evenings. I mean, I coached, we had a 9pm class. We had wow. a 5am class. I would coach the 5am and the 9pm class. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. But we were just, we wanted to make CrossFit accessible. So we had this idea of quantity over quality right. of bringing in as many people that would come in for 50 bucks. And of course we learned very quickly that that wasn't the, the case. Right. So, you know, we, we were doing construction when we weren't coaching classes, we were doing construction. I have a full-time job as well. So I was off, you know, driving to DC for my full-time job. Rocky didn't even live here yet. So he's coming out and I would keep him to like three in the morning, make him do like construction with me. Like, yeah. You're saying yeah. we're going to do construction. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the while, um, Rocky hadn't even gotten his, uh, he hadn't even gotten his level one yet. So he hadn't, he didn't, he just, he's just learning about CrossFit. It's this right. crazy situation. He's like a CrossFit owner who doesn't know about CrossFit. Who's just like believes in it because he's seen it, what it's done. Um, there's a leap of faith there. So long story short, we raise our rates to 75 construction moves along. We get to, you know, um, that end of that first year we're, we're six months in and I'm walking around the gym with my head held, hung, you know, hanging down thinking, this is never going to work. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing here. I don't know how to keep this place afloat. I mean, it was just all these things, all these ideas. I guess I've heard now it's easy to open a gym, hard to make a gym profitable, make money with the gym. And make yeah. it, right? Right. So I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, it shows like people are just like, they come in they ask me, I go, Hey, what do we do about this? And I would be like, uh, make it up on the spot and figure out what, what I should do. And then, and then the next time someone comes ask the same thing, I'm like, oh, I think maybe this. So I had no protocols. I had no SOPs. I had the only SOP I did have was a cleaning SOP. I had one that where we wanted stuff clean because we had to clean it. Yeah. We, we shouldn't be cleaning the gym. There's certain like things that I, I knew that I should and shouldn't be doing. Um, and then, uh, of course, COVID hit, right? Yeah. And so we, uh, right before that hit, we joined a mentorship program. Uh, for gyms and so we we had gotten a mentor a uh, really good uh, guy named Greg became my mentor and so we started working putting in SOPs creating a playbook doing the things that you're supposed to do to kind of really raise our rates up uh, you know we started getting closer to where we wanted to be for our average rate and so you know we we understood all these things that we started to do um, but then you know COVID so what we did we lent out we lent out $26,000 worth of equipment to our members we had them sign for it all and everything yeah um we did coach it. We coached in the park at 5 a.m. Oh, sorry, 6 a.m. classes in the park and 5.30 p.m. And we would bring our equipment 
to the park. We bring bars. We would do we did CrossFit in the park, like with all of our equipment. It was only a minute or two drive. Loaded up in my truck in the afternoon, go over there. I had a movable boombox thing that could have music. And the basketball court, they'd taken down the hoops because okay. of COVID. Yeah. So we would just use the basketball court. It was great. Um, uh, we did have the cops called on us once. Um, and uh, they showed up. Rocky was coaching that class. And he said, yes, officer, I understand. Uh, but, you know, there's a sign over here that says that the open areas and we're social distancing and all this other stuff. So um, we taught Zoom classes over Zoom, which was great. Um, that's that will really hone your coaching skills when you're yelling across the screen and looking at somebody and going, you need to get lower in your squat. You know, that's that's a, a new experience. And we did uh, kids move on Zoom. So we did a really um, just a, at lunchtime with all these kids that were home, not able to go to school, uh, not moving. Uh, we did 20 bucks a month for, for parents to put their kids on screen. And Rocky and I did really fun um, uh, kids like program for them on Zoom. Uh, which we then translated into when we reopened into a successful kids program uh, in, in the gym itself, uh, which is great. So a lot of lessons learned there. Um, we had, it was a, that, that was actually really good for us. COVID, I think, saved our gym. And it sounds like a crazy thing to say, uh, but we did get an EIDL loan uh, from the SBA. And so that was a little bit of funding that we needed at the right time that we got it. Um, a lot of that construction I was talking about, Rocky and I put in the work while we were there, um, you know, while the gym was closed to do a lot of construction, remodeled two bathrooms, got, finally got a construction company to put in our, our Taj Mahal bathrooms that we had architected and had planned uh, with showers and everything. And we just generally, we had a good attitude about everything and we just tried to be very positive and survive. I think, I'm sure that's just a common story across a lot of gyms. Um, and then we... After we reopened, we were only closed for two months. I guess we're very lucky in that. Um, our town council uh, wrote a letter to the governor that said, um, you know, businesses, business owners here, uh, you know, should be able to do what they want kind of thing um, and within protocols. And we had cleaning protocols and all that stuff. Obviously, we were, we were safe about it. Um, but we reopened after two months. And we, we lost a lot of members. Um, we didn't have that many members to start with. We only had about 50 something members at that point. We lost you know, a few people who just weren't comfortable coming back to the gym, which we understood completely. Um, but then um, we, yeah, so, that, so that's, that's, that's up into, that's all the way up into the COVID uh, era and post COVID era. And we just started to grow after that. Um, and we, we would have growth in numbers. We, we went up and our, our rates went up again. Uh, one more time we've stuck at that we're at 154 a month unlimited classes and 119 for 13 times a month um and uh we've built out different programs now we've got a american ninja warrior program uh with all these kinds of obstacles we have a coach who's actually trained in that and competed in in obstacle course things she was on a, one of the seasons she tried out for a season of american ninja warrior we've got um, a really great kids program we do birthday parties so we're, we're like Really in that family fitness, uh, making fitness fun concept that we believe that kids, if they're taught that running, you know, isn't a chore or punishment and they learn it early on, we have less lifeguarding to do later on, less worry about some of those other things. So I really, I focus on getting um, to the kids early um, and teach them that kind of stuff. So we have jujitsu at the gym. Um, that That's a parent and kid jujitsu. So you can do jujitsu with your kid. Um, and we have pretty robust uh, in general CrossFit community. Uh, we're only, we're still only uh, under the 100 level with our CrossFit community, but we're at 188 members overall. Nice. Uh, so that's all the different programs, CrossFit Sweat, 
hit, hit the weights program actually uh, renamed, but it's basically a women's only program. Uh, there's no curbs in Front Royal. So I, I saw that as a need. Um, prenatal and postnatal specialty. We have a lot of, um, a lot of kids in this community. It's a, it's a pretty large Catholic community. I've got six kids. Yeah. Um, so there's a, that, I recognize that the market and the niche. And so that's what we've leaned into and it, it seems to be working well for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Joe, appreciate the, the breakdown of what you guys have done, how you started. Wrote down a few things as you were speaking, man. Uh, first question for you, what is your bread and butter uh, service of the ones that you guys do from the CrossFit piece to the CrossFit sweat to the American Ninja Warrior? Warrior, Is there one that's head and shoulders above the rest or just a little bit above everything else percentage-wise? Um, you mean in terms of the, the business and, and success and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, or you mean in terms of... What, uh, what are most people in? What is like the highest attended program, we'll say? So CrossFit's like our, uh, if you think of it as like a, a, a mall, like CrossFit's yeah. our Macy's, right? That's our cornerstone yeah. product. Yeah. Um, we've got several level two coaches, some very experienced coaches. Um, and that's where we, we start with that as our, our, our that yeah. was our goal, right? Open a CrossFit gym starting out. Um, our CrossFit sweat program has done remarkably well. It started... Uh, right after the beginning of the year with, as a boot camp, and the folks that joined that, we were full. I mean, there's 24 people in a class with two coaches, and that has continued that way. And that, that's run under, uh, you know, I'm sure everyone's, uh, some folks are familiar with the Four Nights model, uh, with that coach basically running her own program underneath of our program. Um, and she's done great with it. Uh, we've encouraged as much as we can. We support with marketing and other things like that, um, support with, in terms of, um, bringing in members and things like that, but she's done great. Um, that's pretty much at capacity. We just keep trying to figure out how do we get more of those classes into our space with the timing. Uh, I mean, we've got a teens program that runs the same time as our Ninja Warrior program on the other half of the gym. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens simultaneously and it, it's, it's been working. Um, I will tell you, I mean, we, we, we hemorrhaged for a very long time, just kind of trying to get by um, you know, I borrowed money, uh, you know, kind of thing. We had got another, you know, another loan, COVID loan. Um, we just kind of, with the building, owning a building, you've got that overhead expense, got all these overhead expenses. And uh, we hit our first real profit um, that last month, actually, was our, our month that we, it was our breakthrough month where we went, we've got the most number of members, our arm is doing well, our, our average rate for members is doing well. And we didn't lose money this month. I mean, it was great. So we're just, we're, we, we just keep continuing to, to watch the numbers. And, yeah, no. and we have to do, right? We've got to track everything. We track all of our lifts and our workout times. Got to track our numbers too. Um, you brought up that, you know, we started at a low rate, $50 a month, and it has gone up steadily. And then you started working with the mentor. Can you talk to us and the listeners about like what that process was like for you and why you guys chose to do that, how that came about? I think that's a very important thing, you know, especially, uh, and uh, obviously in running a business in the fitness space. So just talk to us about that experience for you and why you did that and what it, what it, how it's helped. Yeah, so um, we were, uh, Rocky and I were building out a kid's area upstairs uh, in, the, in the building. Again, it was, it was an old furniture and then uh, and it became a, um, a thrift store, kind of like a second chance store. So they had just this big open warehouse stuff. And we, we tried to build, um, we had some storage units up there. We put more storage units up there. Uh, as a bid while we were getting the plans ready to kind of bring in some income. And so we used all that material again to build basically a space. And we were up there and I would listen to music, whatever. And, and Facebook would listen to me, of course, and, and would figure out what I was talking about. And I'd be talking to him while we were 
my phone's just listening to me and I'm like, how are we going to do this? I don't understand this. And I'm like, just trying to, um, to, to talk through things. Um, I've done uh, Lean Six Sigma. I'm not sure if you're, sure if you're familiar with that, but it's a, a process improvement methodology. Um, it started in, in, uh, in Japan uh, with manufacturing. And so I've done a lot of Lean Six Sigma for, for different projects and things like that. And so I'm trying to process improve this thing. Right. And I, I was literally just, just missing the mark on so many things. I just didn't understand how to apply process improvement to the gym industry, the gym business. Right. And so, of course, I, you know, Facebook says, uh, sends me this thing, uh, or I see it on my news, news feed or whatever it is, and it shows me this thing for a mentorship program. Yeah. And I said, huh. And it says the top five things that gym, that successful gym owners do, and we'll, if you sign up for this thing, we'll send you the video. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to sign up. So like, you know what, let me try it. So I signed up and I actually got the video sent to me. And I was like, oh, that, that was interesting. And so I put this video on while Rocky and I are working, I put it up and and we start listening to it and it's like, they do this, they do this, they're doing this. And I'm like, yes, I'm trying to do all those things, but it's not working. Like, what's the next step? And so um, we, we booked um, a call with um, this mentorship program, uh, No Sweat with them, and uh, had a conversation about what we were trying to accomplish and figure out if we wanted to spend that money to join this mentorship program. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the money um, that we spend is just like our own income you know like it's not coming from the gym there was no money for the gym and so rocky and i were like we'll split it 2500 a piece yeah. very expensive you know investment in our own education yeah. to you know learn about you know how to do things right and i'll tell you worth every penny yeah uh worth every penny working with uh, our mentor um towards uh fixing things again like if you look at it in any industry if you're I don't know, like in the military, I had mentors in the military. I have, you know, mentors in my professional life. I have, I have a, you know, you have a coach uh, in, in CrossFit, you know, coaches have coaches, they need coaches. Yep. So why wouldn't you want one for your business and your, and your that? So I think um, there's a couple of Facebook groups and things like that, that I'm a member with, uh, you know, with the affiliates and everything like that. And I, I often see people like asking these questions and I'm like, wow, people are really asking the questions that I was asking. And uh, that's really great that they're asking that, but there's also now people on those pages that are giving proper advice. Yeah. Um, like I still see occasionally see people say, well, you just want to have as many members as possible. Your rates are too high. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, you're, you're, you, you've got you've to know your worth. You've got to know your quality and what you're putting out there. And we didn't know our worth. We didn't because the gym that unfortunately had closed, the one that closed that we took 30 of their members, um, you know, came over to our, to our gym, um, they didn't know their worth, and they were floundering as a business. They didn't know what they were doing. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for them, they, they, they tried their best, but at the end of the day, you know, if they had found mentorship or they had, you know, raised their rates, I don't know, they, they could have maybe salvaged it, but they couldn't afford, you can't, you can't keep the place open. You can't help people. And it's just like help first mentality, but you have to help, you have to help yourself as well. You know, it's a, 100%. yeah. I think that last part you just said, it's the nail on the head. Like, yeah, we need to make income to help more people, right? And the more we can bring in, the more we can help. We can advertise. We can do this. We can get equipment. We can we can I just feel serve people. I feel guilty every time I raise rates. I'm like, oh, I just want people to, to, you know, even though I know the numbers aren't matching up, but I still feel like I, I am I going to exclude somebody? So I, you know, have a I have a dream of creating a foundation uh, after my buddy uh, Dave. Uh, the staff are David Stewart Foundation. I've got a plan for that, and eventually I'll open this. That'll. I, I know there's other programs out there. People have other 5031Cs that 
you know, help subsidize, but I was thinking there'd be a way to subsidize, you know, memberships for people that, you know, simply can't afford it. You can basically like tuition assistance, but sure, you know, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for the general pop, yeah, we have to, you know, what we do is I think very, extremely valuable, especially nowadays, you know, with obesity rates through the roof and all this other stuff and people, you know, at home on a computer all day. So, yeah, I mean, I remember Joe, when I raised my rates, we like had the same rates for like seven years. And then I was like, you move to another space. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's equipment. Like it's, it's something you have to do. So it was like a cut once cut deep type of thing. And yeah, some people will be upset, but you know, uh, in the long run, you know, they see the value. If they see what you're doing and putting it back into it, I think they definitely appreciate it. Um, it's, like, um, it's like the ripping off the bandaid. That's what my mentor told me. He said, you have to raise your rates. You have to do it now, tomorrow. Like this is it. Stop, stop trying to, you know, talk around this thing. You just have to do it. And I was like, really? All right, we're doing it. And we did it. And then like, Literally nobody complained, and it was just, I was just all in my head. I was just like fighting for no reason. How did you? How did you guys go about uh, doing it? Did you just go send an email blast, Facebook post, or you just did it? How, how did you go about announcing it? So I think it's like every January, our, our latest one was this past January. We normal, we basically level leveled out all of our programs so that we we're finding that when people came in for for our, for our introduction, no sweat intro, yep. they were coming in and they were sometimes choosing the program that was the cheapest. Right. Not the one, or we weren't able to put them in the program that's best for them. Sure. And obviously, I have a few different programs that meet meet people's needs. And so, yeah. you know, they would look at it and go, "Oh, that's a little bit cheaper. It's seventy nine a month instead of ninety nine a month." And then you go, "You know, let me do that instead." Right. And you think to yourself, "But that's not what you wanted. You came in here for this, and now you just see the prices on our price sheet, and you're like, oh, I want to choose the cheapest one.'" So we level set that um, women's only program. That was the last one. It was a holdout, and we had a, we had like four or five members quit because of the rate change. Right. And I'm thinking myself, that sucks. I know, but we had to normalize it. We had to make it across the board. Sure. So that was our last, our last rate uh, increase. Um, I'm not going to say there won't be more in rate increases, or not say there won't be. I mean, it really depends um, on you know this the economy on all kinds of things. Uh, the, the, I'm in an area that's growing. Uh, people are moving. More. People are able to be flexible with their work schedules and uh, telework. So they're moving here from DC, and the folks that come who've been to CrossFit in DC, where it's 220. You know, 250 a month. They're like, "Wow, your guys are great price." And I'm like, "Yes, tell everybody. Tell, your tell friends. everybody how awesome our prices are." Yeah. yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, some parts of the country have CrossFit's. You know, I know New York City, it's like 400 bucks a month. You know, like, uh, I won't say the names, but yeah. So it depends where you are. But, um, Joe, how have you gone about uh, marketing to get members in the door to see new faces? Obviously, CrossFit word of mouth is a big thing. You know, or any CrossFit style of gym. Have you guys done anything else to attract new members besides that? Um, so I, I am a firm believer in marketing. I've done marketing uh, professionally in the past. I just knew I couldn't do it all myself. Again, another thing where I brought in, you know, I've had two head coaches now. Um, most recent one just quit a little while ago. So you kind of had that, but I brought in marketing. So I had brought in a marketing company. Um, it was a prior coach of mine and wanted to launch his own marketing company. So I brought him in for three months and I, tracked his metrics and at the end of the three months I said I'm not sure you're, you're doing that so he was a contractor so I said I'm not renewing the contract three month contract found another contractor uh marketing young guy to do the marketing and we went from like three and four hundred reach uh per post to like I think one of them hit seven thousand reach per post and so if you're thinking about my town right fifteen thousand so that's half the town was reached in those posts so he's done a really good job um in, in the way he um he it's primarily Facebook. Obviously, we don't pay too much for, for advertisements. Um, there's a lot of word of mouth. Um, 
it's a tight knit community. Um, but generally, we we also sponsor um, different charities. So we had a ride with Rotary. I'm sure you're familiar with the Rotary uh, Club. Um, so we they had a they did a 24 mile bike run, a 60 mile bike, and a 10 mile. The Rocky Road, the 24, I did the 10, and we sponsored it. And so that was a way to reach the community, having our logo on something like that. Any kind of event that deals with sports and outdoors and health and wellness, we people come to us and they go, hey, will you sponsor our run? And so we do. We try to get into any, any group like that. Some of them have you know, it's mixed results. Um, but again, I think it's good to be part of the community. That's really what we wanted to do is be part of the community. And I'll be honest, a lot of it's just I write a check and I say it's from Battlegrounds. But I'm like, you know, supporting it. And I get the logo on there. And, um, and at, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's a tax write-off for me off my personal finances. So it all works out. Um, but I think that that's a really great, a great way that we have shown our commitment to the community and shown our commitment to how uh, we do really want to change the health and wellness of Warren County. Yeah. And that's our, that's our goal. Uh, how do you achieve that? You just have to reach more people. Um, we've had trouble growing CrossFit. Um, there's, again, as I told you, there's about, there's a CrossFit one mile away from our, from our location. And um, they, they, they put on a good program. They, they really are. They're good coaches. One of them used to be my coach. Um, and uh, so we're, I don't feel like we're in competition though, because we have a really different model. Um, yeah. they're, they're just focused on CrossFit only really on, um, as I said, they do a great job. We're focused on the fact that there's kids running around over climbing the bouldering wall that we have. Um, and when they run on the floor, nobody screams at these kids and tells them, get off the floor. You know, they'd say, hey, hold on. You know, we have a different gentler touch. Um, we have our music is screened, so we don't have any, um, you know, obscene language or anything like that. So that the kids aren't exposed to that. And we have child minding, you know, which is something that I lose money on every month. But it's like, um, uh, I lose about $163 a month on child minding, but it's a, it's part of the, the ability for these moms to be able to come in there and work out and have peace of mind that their kids are with the, the actually my, my nanny is one of the sitters. She used to be our, um, our, our full-time sitter when we were commuting so much to DC. And uh, she, so she came in there to do a little bit of work at the gym. But yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a different, I think it's a different model than uh, a lot of CrossFits. And um, so I don't know if you want to get into this, but I, I'm in the process of finalizing the purchase of a second gym in Colorado Springs. Um, very different, um, you know, 450,000, I think it is the number in Colorado Springs. Is, is it, it's a boom town, right? And that's just CrossFit. It's, it's just plain, it's not plain CrossFit, but it's just CrossFit. Olympic lifting, Olympic weightlifting classes, very, very good coaches, um, but it's a different model. And um, when I told them about this model here, you know, as we were transitioning with the staff and everything, they're like, are you planning on doing that here? And I'm like, no, it's a different, it's a different environment. Here, I'm just trying to teach people to stop drinking Coca-Cola, you know, right. stop drinking Coke, stop, you know, uh, you know, eat more protein, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, move. Right. Uh, out in Colorado, you know, everyone knows what CrossFit is and uh, it's a more active community. Right. So it's, it's sure. kind of, I'd love to see something like that here, but I think we're about 10 years out. Yeah, East Coast, we're a little behind on the health and fitness uh, spectrum, I think, if you will. But yeah, let's talk, Joe, about, um, if, if you can, if you want to, uh, the, the process of buying an existing gym. Like, what does that look like? You know, a lot of our listeners are, yeah, looking to open a gym themselves or have opened a gym or have aspirations to open a second location, whether it's buying a, an existing business or starting from scratch again. Um, 
maybe just some key points to look at, some due diligence to do, uh, any, any knowledge you can kind of share with us on that, on your experience? Yeah, so due diligence, that's something I didn't do very, very good, uh, didn't do very well on this uh, process. Honestly, um, I read the lease, that was the biggest, the biggest hang up we had was this lease. Yeah. Uh, it's in a, in a complex, uh, and we, I read the lease, but I didn't read it as a lawyer, I'm not a lawyer. I wish I had uh, gotten a, a lawyer to read it over. We eventually had to have a lawyer to read it over. But there was things like, um, basically, um, the biggest problem is they want personal liability. So oh, wow. it's not yeah. just based on our, you know, the business. If the business fails, sure. it's also based on my personal finance. I have to personally back this lease. It's, a, it's equivalent of $240,000 uh, for that, that time frame that we'd be assuming this lease for and so that's not, that didn't make me comfortable. It didn't make my partner comfortable either. Um, so the other thing is defining what, what memberships are. Yeah. That's a huge one. Um, people have different ideas of what members are. Uh, is it a recurring membership? Is it a punch card membership? You know, I found in the roles when I, you know, I, again, digging into things, once you get into the system is a little bit different than what you're told immediately. And you see on the screen, you're like, oh, that looks great. And again, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. And so when you start to look at, um, the, the numbers of who who's a member, who's not a member, punch cards. I mean, you can't consider a sale that happened a year ago for a punch card that has 13 sessions on it. And you're like, how do they still have 13 sessions on their punch card from when they bought it a year ago? Obviously they weren't punching. So they're just coming to the gym for free. And then you've got trade memberships and you've got uh, this deal and that deal. And, oh, is the, you know, you're, you, how good is the equipment that you're buying? You know, what's the value of equipment? Is it really... You know, during COVID, we all know if we tried to buy equipment, I mean, you either couldn't find it or you paid premium. I don't, I don't right. know if you tried to buy any during COVID, but, you know, uh, gym equipment does have, you know, there's a depreciation on it. It's depreciated at some point. And so you got to figure out what's the value of the equipment, actual value, and how much of the price that the, the owner, if they're selling, how much of that is emotional value versus actual value? Like, how do you you know, I tell you, my, my clients in, in, in uh, Virginia here, they're, they're about $1,200 when they walk through the door. That's what our uh, lifetime for member value is essentially. It's about twelve to $1,300. It's not, not great because we have a, this constant rollover. People are like, I got fit. They're like, but you've only been here three months. You're not fit yet. You're just starting your journey. Stop. Don't give up. But they, they go like, I'm, I'm good. I feel great. Look how great they're getting compliments from people. And they're just like, I quit. Uh, you know, after those, those initial three months, they're, they're gone. And then, you know, some of them come back, some of them don't. So we have a real problem with that. We're trying to, we're trying to keep our members yeah. that we've brought in. Through the yeah. But in, in, you know, if you look at the, some of the, the factors that uh, when you value this the gym, you know, it's, it's really hard to have that conversation with the, the owner. And so, you know, I had, I felt like I had a really great um, working relationship with the, the gym owner that sold to me and we had a really great, you know, rapport we meshed, we talked about every, every type of topic. I went to his house and my wife flew out there with me to kind of figure out if what we're gonna do, if we're gonna make this thing happen. And, uh, but it, you know, then, then we get into the nitty gritty. We take over the system, we take over the staff, we start taking over this, in this transition period. And I start to realize that just some of it just isn't quite what it seemed to be. And really the, the last week before the, the final sale we, was, was when we really had a problem. We, with the lease and that that really held a lot of stuff up so we're, we're kind of we've come through we had to bring lawyers involved we got a lawyer we got a lawyer now we're kind of we've come to a conclusion of where we are 
Um, but you know, yeah. common area maintenance costs. Watch out for those. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we got hit with six thousand dollars of the common area maintenance costs adjustment from the year before. And wow. I'm thinking if inflation continues to rise, we're eat something right now. If it continues to go up next year, we're going to get hit with like ten thousand dollars of adjustable cams. Um, so I better just, you know start making sure there's some money in the bank for that. Yeah, the lease can be uh, obviously a, a tricky thing and something that obviously we have to pay attention to. And we could talk about that for, for hours, man. But uh, let's let's move back to Battlegrounds. And you just brought up the retention piece. Um, so average lifetime is what, about a year? Or just about a uh, lifetime? Nine months. Nine, nine months, okay. Um, yeah, well, and you brought up, uh, we talked about some events earlier. I always thought those are huge retention pieces. Anything else that you're doing, like as far as maybe communicating with members outside of the gym, you know, the other 23 hours of the day yeah. or uh, any kind of check-in process, cadence of communication, just to keep people engaged and coming back for more? We're, we've really struggled with retention. Um, and one of the ways we've really struggled is we have had, it's been fits and starts of trying to get uh, goal reviews going. It's one of those things that's on my, it's always been on my, we need to do this. And it needs to happen and then it doesn't happen and then we go another six months flies by and we're like we still don't have goal reviews in place and so like i started catching people after classes and just like hey what are your three goals put in my calendar you know i haven't been able to systemize i know there's ways to systemize them i just haven't been able to do that yeah. and that's i feel like my biggest failing as a gym owner is not making that happen um i do know the next time i hire a head coach that's going to be their number one thing is you're going to have to do, you know, goal reviews and no ifs, ands, or buts. Like that's your, yes, staff evaluations, but member evaluations too. Like you have to do this. So I used to have a whiteboard. Like when we first opened, I had a whiteboard. Our building has an elevator and so I used to have it as my office inside the elevator. And I would whiteboard and say, when a new member came in, I would try to assign them to a coach, you know, like, Hey, you're going to track this person. I had all these ideas about how to, to retain members and they just didn't, they didn't work out. And so, um, we have gym, gym lead machine. I don't know if you, you know that um, for our website. Um, and there is a workflow process in there for goal reviews that that's one of the, my big must do's in the next you know two to three months. I know it's very important to have that um, kind of those reminder check-ins, but that's yeah, engagement with the automations that happen within gym lead machine are pretty good. Some people will say, who is this? And then that gives an opportunity like, Hey, we're just checking in on you, whatever. And you have that conversation, that, that genuine conversation, but you know, that's been good. Uh, we do a lot of um, like community type events. So on Saturday, we just did our sixth event for our intramural open. Um, we, we gave it a couple of weeks until it got nicer outside. So we could do an outdoor strongman event and barbecue. And that was a really awesome, fun event. We did, you know, we, uh, we had ladies lifting 400 pounds on a yoke um, and walking at 400 meters we had um, kids, we had bunny hops for kids, kind of like each names that came up with like um, Easter keg hunt. We had the kegs, you know, the heavy kegs and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a yeah. fun event for, and again, always including kids, always including, um, you know, families into our into our stuff so that they have an opportunity. We did the um, army combat fitness test, um, sprint, drag, carry, uh, shuffle, whatever it is. That was a fun event. People love doing that. Um, and we did the, the standing power throw from the from army combat fitness test too. So, you know, just really fun outdoor tire flip. Um, but the barbecue, you know, everybody who came had a great time, great community. Everyone always says my gym has an amazing community. They love the vibe, all of that. Um, but you know, how do you prevent injuries? How do you prevent, you know, that happen outside the gym or some that you know, may happen inside the gym or whatever it is. 
that's when your people drop off. You know, we, we lose people all the time because of injuries or they have a change of job or they have change of schedule or whatever it is. And you're just every single time somebody fits it, like it's like a piercing daggers from my heart. I'm like, no, stay, Man, just work through it, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's always, uh, it definitely hurts. Uh, but like you said, those goal reviews are massive, right? Obviously, that'd be a huge improvement and a great way to keep people engaged. It's always a battle, right? There's always a battle. We got to stand top of people 24-7. But yeah, the events, you do are great. Um, it's funny, you brought up the Army combat, the Army fitness test, they just kind of changed uh, recently, right? Changed the whole standard of that. It's kind of a little more CrossFit-y, if you will. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm actually in the National Guard now. I got I was out of the military uh, for 11 years. Then I got back in and joined the national guard. And, um, that's all due to CrossFit making me, uh, back in shape and, uh, you know, ability to, to, uh, my body kind of came back to life with CrossFit. So I was able to rejoin the military, went back through, uh, the, the MEPS program with kids who literally were born the month that I had gone to boot camp the first time. Is January it? 2001 is when I went to boot camp originally with the Marine Corps. So here I am back through this, uh, 20 years later, uh, or whatever, 18 years later. And um, so I'm a level one grader for the Army Combat Fitness Test. And so you know, the, I really love the new one. It's just, yeah, it's a CrossFit basically. Yeah. Uh, the Marine Corps had done that. I never got an opportunity to, to do that. Um, they did it back in like 2008, right, right as I was getting out. Um, they had the, the, the Combat Fitness Test, CFT. And uh, it was like carrying um, ammo cans, which is simulated now with, you know, with kettlebells and other things. But I think it's just a really fun, a really fun um, event now versus, and it's all a CrossFit. Like there's the, the hand release push-ups. You've got your plank, um, yeah. your the other things, and they've changed it again. Probably I don't know if you're familiar, but they've changed it again now. They were going to make it like across the board. Everybody had to do X, Y, Z, and now they've made it by age, yeah. by gender, and everything else like that. So it's a, you know, I, I hit uh, 137 on on Saturday for that sprint drag carry thing when I ran it, and I my for 100 points in the army, it's a 136 so in one second i gotta shave a second off you got it that's easy right yeah 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 we'll shave a second off that's awesome man oh yeah i think members love that those kind of events and to have them scheduled out and they look forward to it and it's just it's just great for like community building and obviously retention end of the day um joe with with all we've said any other revenue streams that you guys have now like nutrition coaching supplements merch uh clinics maybe any uh, competitions anything else that you're running or doing or looking to do to add different revenue streams to your business there um, I'll tell you the most unique one we have is the birthday party uh, revenue stream, which nice. is really, um, there's no Chuck E. Cheese in Front Royal. There's no real, there's a couple of places that do birthday parties, but ours is a, a fit and fun birthday party. Um, and the more people come in, they have a great time. We have some bounce houses that we blow up in, this, in the space for, for kids if they want to have that. We've got an obstacle course that we set up with all the CrossFit equipment. Um, they can climb a wall. There's different options, birthday party. Um, uh, we've got uh, nerf guns upstairs that they can run around and shoot nerf guns so we like we really try to think through uh, that's that's a good that's a good uh, side revenue stream um the nutrition has been pretty good our, our coach is uh, getting an advanced um, cert right now she's working on that and I, I think she's picking up more clients have a hard time um again it's the same thing like with crossfit people get in they feel fit and they're like i'm good i can do it on my own you know the nutrition coaching is about three month drop off uh, same kind of issue um but we tried selling like driven nutrition products we tried that as, a, as another revenue stream um had a little bit of success with it but we had some internal like folks who were all first form people and they were all like 
they would talk about first form. I'm like, please stop talking about first form. We sell driven nutrition here. You know, we're in a driven nutrition affiliate. Um, there's that. We've had a lot of folks who, um, I don't know if we got them started and then they're like, we don't want to stick with you, but we had, um, we've had folks go off and do their own thing. Now they're teeth, they're coaching nutrition. So we get a lot of competition yeah. from individuals that come in through us, learn some of the stuff and learn how we do things. And they go, I could do this on my own. And, and they do. And um, that's been interesting uh, competing with that. So I always feel like we're, 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 we are achieving our mission, which is to the health and wellness of our community. We're just not necessarily out of our roof. Um, some, some of the folks that drop off and do it elsewhere, they're, um, they're helping the, the community too, yeah. but just not, I'm not earning anything. Help. nature of the beast right it kind of just happens eventually like i know my yeah. gym i think i had one two three four or five coaches go and open other crossfits like during the course so it's part of the deal right it's something uh we always have an attitude of uh no resentment yes that they're doing their own thing we're happy for them we've always done that we had somebody open the barn gym because uh, we had the Fortunately, I had to fire them, and then they opened up our own gym. And they were like, "We wish you luck," and we're like, "Sure, you do." And they were their whole goal was basically like to close this down. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's so, part. It's, it happens in this industry. It's uh, yeah. I I think there's enough to go around for everybody. And we did we kind of I mean I kind of did the same thing too. If we're, if we're being honest, you know, started the gym, uh, you know, because of the one I was at, I thought I could do a better job. So it's kind of you know, kind of that kind of a similar deal. So, um, Joe, with all that being said, man. What's your goal? And we kind of touched on this a little bit. Biggest goal for the next 12 months for Battlegrounds and for CrossFit, um, the other CrossFit gym. And yeah. uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned the name or not, but big goal for the next 12 months for, for Battlegrounds and for both businesses combined. What are we looking to accomplish? So for Battlegrounds, um, we're on a good growth um, path currently. Our, our goal is to stay, keep that steady and stable um, yeah. as we watch our, our revenue um, we're only bringing in, I think we just hit just under 20,000 um, last month. Um, but the fact that we did have profit that month, that was really great. Um, you know, I would say our first year, we lost 46,000. Our second year, 26,000. So, you know, to if this year, our third year open, we don't lose money, I'll be super happy about that. That'd be awesome. Um, so that's, that's really, it's just slow and steady pace. I've got to replace the head coach, general manager right now. So if I can get somebody in those positions, that I think that'll really help, um, you know, stabilize some of those operations, get some of those goal reviews in. Really, just it's always just about refining, and and it feels like it's a constant battle between uh, the day to day, the whirlwind, if you if you will, versus the, the bigger strategic goals you have to achieve. Uh, so we're you know those are those are some of the things that we're working on. We're trying to achieve those bigger goals while still like keeping our head over above water. Sure, yeah, for and sure. in Colorado, um, it's really just fin finalizing this you know, completion of the sale situation um, you know, and, and uh, growing it. I mean, it, it's, it's just there's only about 52 members right. in a prime location. There's no reason why we shouldn't have more members, especially with the coaching staff out there. They're just phenomenal. Um, and so you know, reaching an audience out there and growing it, um, how we're going to do that. We're in the process of just putting in systems, just like I did a year ago at Battlegrounds. We're putting in those same systems, as writing the playbook, all those types of things that needed to be done that just hadn't been done. Everything was in the owner's head. He had it all. I and mean, he'd been running it for, it's a 10-year affiliate. So he'd been you know, doing it all. And so to have, you know, have the experience that I did, which was like, I knew nothing. And then I had to put in these, these implementations of these different systems so that I could, you know, basically walk away and it wouldn't collapse. 
I'm trying to do the same thing out there. So that's kind of like your, your end game, right? Is to be able to have all these systems in place, place both businesses so that you do not have to be there, obviously, every minute of the day, right? Exactly. Um, you know, I, it, I do a bunch of things. I've got a lot of, uh, as I said, I've got a full-time job, yeah. first of all. Um, and then I've, I'm a town councilman here in Front Royal as well. So that's a part-time big National yeah. Guard. And then the, the two gyms. So there's a lot. And I've got six kids. There's a lot going on. A lot, um, yeah. I can't possibly, you know, I couldn't possibly do any of this if I didn't systemize some of it and systemize all of it. Right. And you know, I've got a really great partners in both locations that you know, do. Um, you know, Rocky's filling in in the GM role here. Yeah. Uh, Greg out, out there, he's filling in a uh, in a role of a GM out there in a lot of ways. And so, you know, the overarching stuff that I can do from the computer or I can do when I go in and coach. Like, I love coaching. I just don't do it very often, unfortunately. I've, a pretty pretty robust staff here in front row but um you know those, those are i have to keep myself from like being like i just want to go coach like i just want to go in there but i think maybe in like two or three years i will be able to just go in there and, coach yeah, yeah. and just enjoy it and and do that um, versus you know because everything will be run but the problem right now is i walk in and it's like oh we need this we need that this has to happen and so i end up working in the business instead of working sure. in the business and, and not even working out the business instead yeah. you know I had to set up a garage gym here at the house so that I can, you know, get a workout in. For sure, so yeah. So when I go there, problem is, it's like, hey, you need to take care of this, this, this. Yeah. Uh, and that's more me than my staff. It's more about me. I walk in, I go, wow, that really needs to be taken care of. I walk over because I put her around the gym for like an hour uh, instead of getting it's like a, It's like a time warp. You go in there and five hours go by and you've like done, you know, it's absolutely yeah. part of the deal, you know, like, yeah, like you said, it's working on the bit, working in the business, not on it. And it, it's, uh, awesome that we're aware of that you know if, if we're not we'd be come stuck in that kind of that kind of trap if you will and it may become too late but um joe any i mean we kind of last question man and um we touched on the mentor piece which i think is important and the systems piece which is important for growth and having a good team in place to be able to scale is obviously uh tremendous are there any major challenges that you're facing right now that we haven't touched on that prevents any growth in the next year or it's just a system systemization and uh you know keeping retention numbers up putting that goal that goal um sit down in place and that sort of thing are those the main challenges right now yeah i, I that's really our our it's been the challenge since i recognized that we had to have these goal reviews um you know even before i was in the mentorship program i knew that i needed to do goal reviews and the fact that i haven't implemented them yet is I got no, I got no one to blame but myself on that. And but the reality is that uh, you know it always feels like there's something more important that needs to be taken care of. The reality is, you know, keeping the members you have versus you know always attracting new members. We're in the business of constantly bringing in new members, like NSIs every day. There's a new member joining today. I just saw somebody completed their on ramp. You know, every single day there's somebody new in the community, and um, it's. I don't want to be. You know, so many gyms are are owner driven. That the, the it, that's that's really a big problem also with with gym sales and buying someone else's gym is that if they're in the business running the business and they are the business I mean they essentially are the business and then they try to walk away from that without having everything systemized without having people running things is it how do you separate all of that from that person and have them walk away that's like the business is going to implode and so I've tried not to do that at battlegrounds I've tried to make it where it was somebody else kind of in those bigger roles and I'm like. Don't ask me. I yes, I'm the owner, and yes, I'm a coach. You can ask me if you want to ask how about coaching, but I'm not going to tell you that's the GM's role. She's going to tell you 
you know, the answer on that. And then, if, you know, we can correct later on if it's not the right answer or whatever, we can have that discussion privately. But the reality is that, you know, when you lose someone who's in a pivotal role, like I just did, I lost this person in a pivotal role. I'm like, it's all back on me. Like I'm doing all the head coach stuff now. I'm evaluating new coaches that are coming in and making sure that they're ready to be on the floor. And I'm, I'm putting in the programming and I'm changing it to make sure it matches work with our gym. And, you know, my, my partner Rocky, on the other hand, is doing all the GM stuff. So we're like split up those two roles. If I didn't have two of us, you know, again, you then you're like, but I was just moving towards putting in those goal reviews. Like that was my next big outside the whirlwind thing. And now I'm, I'm stuck in the whirlwind. Again. So there's a, it's, I guess it's a trade-off. Yeah, for sure. Somebody else in that position, then you know, be able to like go back to focusing on working on the business, not in the business. But again, I don't want battlegrounds to be me. Right. There is a part of that that has to be you. You have to have that face out in front and be the spokesperson. Definitely. I'm the guy explaining what an NSI is on the video on our website. You know, you just got to you've got to put yourself in that, that position sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. CEO, face of the company, uh, spreading the why to the gym and the community. So. Uh, Joe, I think a great place to wrap it up, man. Uh, where can the listeners check you out on your social media, your website? Where can we find you guys? So we're at uh, battlegroundsfit.com. That's our website. Um, and uh, you can see us there at battlegroundsfit on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, CrossFit Front Royal, if you just look that up, we, we primarily, uh, that's what our, our um, Facebook page is under that. Uh, hit a problem, we can't rename it back to Battlegrounds for some reason. I guess there's some other battleground fitness out in uh, like west coast so we have yeah. a little trouble with that yeah uh, facebook won't let us change it the um but other than that yeah we've got some pretty good instagram stuff on there we have some pretty good stories we, we have uh, usually pretty fun uh videos of our classes and kids kids classes and everything um but yeah that's it sweet man awesome i'll check you guys out uh i've actually been on your website before it looks pretty sweet so Appreciate you coming on today, man, Joe, sharing your story, uh, talking to us about, you know, everything from how you've opened the gym to buying a second facility. Appreciate it, man. And thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you, Austin. Really yeah. appreciate the opportunity to be on here. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.